Welcome to the Social Community Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform the person you want to become. Today, we're talking about real estate investment as a retirement vehicle. Kind of following our theme on the past few episodes, uh, 64, we started with retirement savings. We showed you guys a bunch of uh, example models on, on that. Uh, 65, we did Latte Factor, the book review. If you guys haven't seen that, those episodes, go check those out. We did 66, which is opportunity costs, which I think leads into a lot of the things um, before that. And then also this one, you know, if you haven't seen that as well, go check out that and understand a little bit more about opportunity cost. And now we're on to, you know, using real estate as another vehicle for retirement or, or other types of things as an opportunity, maybe for monthly income in your later years, or maybe even now, or maybe a, a lump sum cash withdrawal kind of situation in retirement you're looking for. This is just one thing you can use for that. Um, and I guess we'll turn it over to Ransom. He's got a little model. Ransom is a, a professional in this industry. Um, so uh, if you have questions, please, please, um, you know, mail the show. We'll get them over to Ransom. And if he can't ask them, we'll get it to somebody that can. Um, and please do, you know, like everything, don't do dumb shit and blame us. Seek professionals, you know, get, get, you know, professional advice. Um, seek a realtor in your area or wherever. Somebody that knows what's going on here can help you with ins and outs of all these different things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am a real estate professional, um, but just for the state of Hawaii. So anywhere else, uh, you know, like Tyson's saying, please seek your professionals out there. So just, just again, you know, we're out, out here bringing awareness to people and trying different things. So in episode 64, we kind of put out a spreadsheet and made that available for people who were looking to get into you know, putting money into their 401k or 403b IRA type of thing. And today we'll be talking a little bit more about, you know, using that, I guess, similar model, maybe not apples to apples, but maybe say apples to broccoli. I have no idea if that's a good comparison. Um, but for those of you that, you know, you're not too hype about a 401k or a 403b, that doesn't suit your 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 play style, then this may be another type of investment strategy for you. Um, so that way, when you you make it to those retirement years, you can do different things. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, this is kind of a visual. Tyson and I will probably do our best to explain um, the worksheet. But you, you know, again, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get a hold of the, the spreadsheet that's out there, we'll make that available for you. Absolutely. Just okay. go to the social media show. Um, and then you'll, you'll, you know, search for the episode or whatever. And in the show notes will be all, all the links to the spreadsheets and any other resources we come up with for you guys to so make it easy um, as a jumping off point, as a starting point for you guys to think about these things. Okay. Well, any questions before we got started, Tyson, that you think we should cover or? Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I guess this is kind of your deal. You're, you're, you're going to run the show here. We'll jump over to the spreadsheet. I don't know if I'm running the show, but all right, we'll, we'll jump into the spreadsheet and then, yeah, you, you, you know. You're, you're the professionals industry. I'll probably have questions as we go along to yeah, clarify my definitely. thinking. Please feel free to jump in and ask those questions, especially yeah. if, you know, you think it's valuable to people out there. So a lot of people might have very similar questions. So yeah. uh, I guess, you know, in our episode 64, we kind of started with year 2020 being the year to do something. So you'll see that here in this similar spreadsheet. So starting with 2020, but rather than going every year, uh, real estate kind of takes its toll. You know, the cycles tend to come every, say, maybe eight to 10 years, something in that. They may be longer, they may be shorter. 
um, real estate doesn't always go up in value. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, but, you know, with the cycles that come and with the tools that are available for you to purchase real estate, real estate, the most common way to get it is by taking out what's called a mortgage. And that mortgage is for 30 years. So this type of investment goes over through to the long haul um, in the event that, you know, you can actually purchase it without having all the money down. You know, uh, if you're going to buy stocks or put money into like a 401k, that has to be your own money that's going in. But when you purchase real estate, you know, and it's example that we have here, you'll be purchasing a home that's worth 200000 but you're not going to put 200000 down to buy that home. You only be putting approximately 30% of the money that'd be, you know, 60 to 70,000 to purchase that home. And as soon as you buy that home, like your net worth jumps by 200,000, just because the home is worth that much, even though you didn't put that much into it. So that's kind of one of the things that you'll notice here in this section, we have the initial down and, you know, 200,000 is the value. I kind of made these numbers conservative on purpose. I kind of wanted to make this like a blanket thing that just about anybody can do. And that I thought that these numbers are pretty realistic and pretty achievable for anybody, whether you're like real estate, you know, 101 or whether you're a sophisticated real estate investor, these numbers should work. Um, putting 30% down and you know, using a mortgage to get the rest. And if you're in that range, you should be able to get this property. And with that, all of the costs involved with holding that property, let's just say your taxes, your, you know, mortgage obligation, right? That include your PMI, your insurances, all that kind of stuff. With all of those things as your cost, you should be able to get a renter in that property that will pay for all of those plus give you a, an extra additive um, in this scenario here I put a hundred dollars as your net rent you know so basically that would be making a hundred dollars a month on that property when you put seventy thousand down I guess am I going too fast Tyson is that kind no, no, of I guess I keep hearing you say 30 percent down that seems high to me I keep I hear 20 or less why why do you go 30 what's why what are we doing 30 for well, 20% down is, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say old, I guess. I don't want people to get offended, but my father's father probably uh, had to actually purchase real estate at a 20% down type of shenanigan thing or deal as it was. Um, most lenders out there, if you put 20% down and you get 80% of the value in a mortgage, they won't charge you what's called mortgage insurance okay. it's basically an additional cost every month to hold that property. So this is for residential properties in general and for commercial properties. However, when you get to that 30% number, you know, that would usually get you the best interest rate and or the best amount of fees in those programs, you know? Um, and, you know, again, this model was just kind of like a one size fits all blanket, um, model. And I just wanted to put these numbers again, because I think that they work the best. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit earlier offline, you know, for those of you that are sophisticated and, you know, you're going to go into the higher numbers, say, instead of 
getting a property worth 200,000, if you're going to add a zero, you know, just for this case being here, you're going to put another zero and get a $2 million property. Okay. Um, on those types of properties, anytime you're getting a loan, maybe 700,000, probably a good marker, anything above 700,000 in a, in that you're going to be required in a loan, you're probably going to need to put more than 30% down, possibly even 40, maybe 50% down. So anyway, don't want to jump too ahead. The subject can get rather um, complicated rather quickly. And I guess that's kind of why I just chose 30%. But for those of you out there, um, if you know, you know. Um, if you don't know, you know, about the ratios, 30% down, you should be able to go to any lender in town, any broker in town, any credit union in town. And they should be able to get you a loan if you put 30% down. And your rates and or your fees to get that type of package should be pretty reasonable. And that's that's why I use those numbers. So 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 with 30% down, you're, I guess, hedging your bets or protecting yourself enough in, in a way so you can get the most monthly rental net. Is that what right. we're kind of... And, and that's kind of how it goes about. Um, I don't know if I still have the mortgage calculator up on the screen, but for right, this particular period, right? Um, if we're going at a $200,000 property, and if you're going to get a mortgage of uh, $140,000, right? Because, you know, I know the math doesn't always add up. 70 minus 200000 does equal 130. I, I get that. Uh, but for those of you that don't know, there are sometimes other costs included, things like closing costs, points that you're going to have to pay on your mortgage. So I just kind of put a $10,000 buffer in there. Um, and again, this is a blanket sheet. You guys can go back to the sheet at any time and change these numbers around and, you know what I mean, change it from here. Instead, if you actually did put 70000 down and include all your costs, you could change it to 130 in mortgage. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Again, we're just trying to explain this in general terms. $10,000 error so that you can get a $200,000 property yeah. or maybe you buy something at two hundred five. You know, we just kind of want to try to keep the numbers simple, you know, for the purpose of the show and for the purpose of explaining things. And yeah. when you get down to actually using it for your own purposes, um, you can get a little bit more technical. And again, if you have questions, please let us know. But anyway, yeah. we're getting back to the mortgage calculator that I have here um, at 4%. And the reason I went at 4% is also when you're getting a commercial loan, you will get interest rates that are typically higher than what you'll see on your residential properties, right? So if you go in and you buy a home to live in it, the bank is going to give you an in, uh, interest rate that's preferable for you. So they will give you the lower interest rate. And in today's world, that should be somewhere around 3.5 to 4%. Uh, it just kind of depends when you get it, how much points you're going to pay. Again, you know, these are kind of, you know, complex questions that you'll have to meet with your loan officer and our realtor about, but I just did 140 at 4% just for the purpose of, you know, getting it. Your monthly obligation becomes $668 at that point. So I know earlier you're saying, well, why not put 20% down? Well, as you can see, if you only put 20% down, right, and this mortgage value gets higher, right? Mm. Now your monthly payment changes from, you know. 668 to 764, so almost 100 bucks more. Yeah. Right. And then if you're and that's going with the 20% down option, giving you a mortgage at 160,000. So, you know what I'm saying? Just that, that number alone right there from 160 to 140, if 
you know, in most case scenarios, again, this is just general information that will give you this hundred dollar a month in net rents. Okay. For most case scenarios, if you're putting less than 30% down, especially if you're putting less than 20% down, your net rents or your cash flow from that property tends to go down quite a bit. And that's kind of why I use that model. Mm -hmm. you know? Does that kind of make sense or? Yeah. And, but it could, that could also be part of maybe your strategy of. Right. And for those of you out there, if you're, you're sitting around some of you're full of crap, I don't know what you're talking about. I found properties at zero, you know, 0% down and they, yeah. they make, you know, $500 in net rents every month. Like I'm not saying that that's not possible. You know, if there are properties that are out there that are going to make sense in which you can, you can find those deals by all means, go get them and you can go back to the sheet and change it. You know, I put $10,000 down on a property that was worth, you know, 500,000 and it nets me, you know, $300 a month. Like, yeah. you know, those are also real scenarios that, you know, can happen, yeah. you know, that, the, this type of strategy here where you're putting less money down to get a property that's worth more and you're getting $300 a month, like that deal tends to be a little bit more complicated. There's a little bit more moving steps involved with that. And you know what I mean? That's if you want to talk about that kind of stuff offline, we, we can get into that. But this is just, again, we're going back to the whole blanket thing of this is something that anybody can use. And with these numbers, it should be able to work out. And these yeah. are pretty. So, anyway. I guess to what I what I was thinking or saying or trying to say, I guess I didn't come across quite right. Was um, if maybe an you know uh, an option or an idea would be I'm going to eat a hundred bucks a month and only put down fifty grand or or thirty grand. You know what I'm saying? That's that's also possible. Um yeah. for those of you out there, if you're tax professionals or you understand how the tax schemes work, um sometimes a property on paper, well I shouldn't say on paper, in actuality loses a hundred dollars a month. Like all all things considered. But when you get down to the tax breaks and the tax benefits of it, you actually kind of have this phantom money that goes out there so that property actually ends up being positive on paper right so yeah. or sometimes it ends up being negative on paper so there are some phantom things that are out there just you know depending on what type of tax structures you have i know um this past year uh, with the changes to the tax law um usually most people end up paying more in taxes nowadays um as starting as of last year i did um you know and you know a lot of those things especially if you're a sole proprietor or doing this as like a side business kind of thing, those went away. Um, mm -hmm. If you're more of a corporate structure or LLC type of structure, um, you could probably still have some pretty good tax advantages just depending upon, you know, again, seek tax advice and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead. I was, I was thinking um, my, my thought on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trying to buy properties solely to get a tax advantage you know what i'm saying like no it's it's you know that's not the goal again this yeah. is to yeah. show you that you can use this strategy to get a home and yeah. it's worth two hundred thousand. you only put yeah. 70 down yeah. whether you need a hundred dollars a month um to get, keep that property that's up to you mm -hmm. if you feel that keeping an extra you know 10 percent in your pocket in cash value is worth it yeah. To $800 a month, just yeah. remember that, you know, your mortgage is going to be for 30 years. Yeah. So, 
See, that's yeah. what I was thinking when I, when I seen that, you know, from 20 to 30, I'm like, that's a hundred bucks a month. So I can keep 10% of my money and break even zero. Maybe that I could, you know, and then that yep. other money can be buying maybe another property or a part of my emergency fund, or um, I can make a little bit extra on the side with that. Maybe I can make, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know, that's all fine and dandy. If that's yeah. what you do, I'm not a big fan of that. If you're going to purchase real estate, there are tons of properties out there, tons okay. of areas that you can go out there. Um, you should be able to make some type of net profit on your real estate investments. Mm -hmm. You know, again, using 30% down, I don't necessarily see the need to take a loss every month um, because then it, when you get here to the last column where it says total money invested, yeah, you're going to add $100 a month. And as you can see here, it's $1,200 a year times 30 years, you're going to add another $100,000 to that over the 30 year period. True. You know? right. so that's kind of the thing that I don't necessarily recommend. Um, but you know, whatever the case might be, if you got a better place to put that, you know, 10% by all means do so just for this case scenario, I didn't want to show that because now yeah. you're increasing your total invested cost, which is not the goal, right? This goal mm. is to Purchase a piece of real estate that will pay for itself and give you possibly a little bit additional income every month yeah. as it grows in value. And that's kind of the strategy and that's kind of what I want to talk about. So I guess before we get into any of the further questions, maybe I can just get to the point. I know some of you are like waiting, like, well, what's the point? Matt? But, um, but anyway, so initially when you put the 70,000, your net worth is 200,000, as you can see here on the sheet. And then in 30 years, you have to remember that that mortgage goes away. That mortgage of 140000 was paid for by your tenant who lived in there, you know. And on top of that, you should have been making, you know, a, at least a profit, if not bro broken even, but you should be making a little bit of profit. So every year you've been making $1,200, you know, minus all your expenses, including vacancies. And in 30 years, your house is actually worth more than you bought it for you know and again i'm not saying real estate always goes up in value but there should be a time in that 30 span 30 year span period from 2020 to 2050 when your two hundred thousand dollar house is actually worth three hundred thousand so whether you cash it out at that moment in time or keep it just for the purpose of this example and to kind of keep things simple let's just say it went up by a hundred thousand in 30 years it may be worth more than that in 30 years and maybe worth less. You know, I, I really don't know, but through the proven amount of time, real estate does tend to go up for the long haul over the long period. And I think from 200 to 300,000 is a pretty reasonable um, gain and a pretty reasonable value. And also, if you take a look here in this column, you can see that the mortgage gets reduced to zero in 30 years. And again, you can pay that off earlier if you want to, if that's going to be where your money, I know Tyson, you're talking about losing money every month, but if you wanted to actually pay your mortgage down early, let's just say you get a bonus or something, you want to pay that mortgage earlier. When you pay that mortgage off, if you remember, according to the mortgage calculator, that's 668 bucks a month. That's monthly expenditures that you're paying. So now instead of your property grossing $100 a month, your property is grossing $700 a month. Right. Yeah. And then, well, if you had your hundred plus the six sixty eight, yeah, maybe even more than that. But yeah, 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying, right? Yeah, Your right. net value is worth more. It's worth 300000 right. Giving you now $700 a month, which is 8400 a year, right? And you've only put $70,000 into this investment. And that's kind right. of the beauty of things and the beauty of time. You know, the more, you know, time that goes on, you know, this 84 is just going to grow and grow and so on and so forth. The, the net value of your home can also grow as well. So, you know, these are just kind of simple things and simple. I just kind of wanted to touch basis and make sure we went over this initial sheet because things will get a little bit complicated as we go on to the two house model and the three house model. I can kind of explain that. So I'm sorry. Any other questions that you had? I know I cut you off earlier. No, 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 no. I just, yeah, no, I think we're good here. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you paying 668 bucks a month and then now you're not. So you have that 668. Right. Plus whatever or whatever $500 you're making on top of that. Or maybe. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and you, you can kind of use this strategy to get in there. And again, um, for those of you that are more sophisticated or for those of you that are getting started and you say like, well, you know, the actual value of my homes in my area is actually three. Uh, what are we were looking at? Like 330. I think that's, yeah. It's like the, I think the median right. So, area. Right. For other areas like 330. So, you know, now you're going to change this number to 110. Right. Or let's just say you don't need that much to make it. Maybe you only need 90,000, you know, now we'll just put in, you know, whatever kind of numbers we want. And then yeah. from there, you're going to carry a mortgage of what, 240. Okay. So something like that. And, you know, and then this property, instead of netting you $100 a month kind of nets you, you know, $400 a month, well, let's just say 250 and whatever sure, okay, yeah. so, you know, and then this is the kind of stuff that you can play around with so yeah you copy this number and then put it over here and then this is going to be your initial 330 okay, so for those of you out there that actually want to use this sheet um sorry for those of you listening on the podcast who can't really see what cells i'm going to and how i'm changing those numbers and making all of that happen but you know just just so you know that the sheet you can go in here and you can change it and make it to to do your bidding and all of that kind of stuff so uh, on the show note page though there will be the video and the audio version so if you want to see the video version go to the show note page or go to youtube um, and you can easily just scrub ahead to to this and you can see what we're working on here yeah okay so you know and this is just a quick way that you can go in here and kind of change some of the numbers around um, so that those of you can see it. Um, dang, I should have actually made a copy of that. And, okay, but sorry for those of you out there. I'm just going to go change it back to the original. Uh, maybe not. I'll just leave it there for now. Okay, so moving along, going right along to our next thing. So with this, you can actually use the sheet here. And at the bottom, as you can see the tabs. Yeah. So this is just the example of the house. And then so this is the one house model. So now let's say, um, and, and again, for those of you that are out there thinking that, hey, I don't have $70,000, you know, you can change this number around. This doesn't have to be next year, right? Yeah. Using the latte factor, right? <laughs> or whatever factor that is, you know, uh, for those of you out there that like to buy expensive cars, you know, the car factor or whatever. Community cost. Whatever. 
you know, whatever your factor is out there, this doesn't have to be 2020. This can be 2025, right? Say it'll take you five years to save up $70,000. Is that, is that possible? Is that reality for you? In five years, you can buy a house. Yeah. Um, I don't you know. You want it, make it your reality. You know, and that's just 14000 a year. And if that's not it, then, you know what I mean? Maybe this has to go to 2027. You know, we talked about opportunity costs last episode, right? Like, what is that time costing you these years that you're going to be saving this money is going to be towards your future investing in this house, you know? And, or, you know, if this could be the home that you live in, this could be an investment home, whatever the case might be. For those of you that are sophisticated, you get a duplex, you live in one area and you rent out the other, yeah. you know, you can do a number of things with this. This could be the home that you actually live in. You know what I mean? That you put 70000 down and you're getting paid $100 a month because your renter that lives in your subunit is paying your mortgage for you. Like these are all things that are reality. And this yeah. is the beauty of using real estate versus using your 401k or your 403b so yeah i mean there's lots of scenarios you can house hack they call it um getting roommates you know yeah. converting your basement or whatever there's like lots of scenarios you can do things so talk to people get creative look things up i mean lots of ways you can make a little extra with your house you know depending on your situation or yeah, when you're out there looking for houses looking at this house saying this would be a good, I can do this, we can do that, we can convert this, we can split it. Like there's tons of different uh, scenarios to, you know, make income opportunities in your home and not inconveniencing your lifestyle necessarily. Okay, good. All right. So didn't mean to get too sidetracked with all the uh, <laughs> questions we had out there for the questioners in us, but just kind of wanted to cover the basis and show people how they can adjust the worksheet so that it suits their needs. And, you know, what I mean, and now we can get into the little bit more complex things. And then on here, we'll show you three houses after this. Okay. okay. So for, we'll just keep things the same again, you know, the numbers can be changed, right? It's like that show, the names and faces have been changed, but uh, you know, whatever the case is. So we're just going to use the same simple numbers so that we can, you know, get the point across here. Right. So putting $70,000 down buying a $200,000 property, you know, that property is going to cash flow you net rents of $100 a month, including all of your holding costs, including vacancies, all those kinds of things, grossing you $1,200 a year, okay? And the net worth of that house, the second that you buy it is what it's worth, 200,000, okay? There are times in which you have built-in equity, so that home might actually be worth 210 or 220,000 when you buy it, um, again, that's the beauty of real estate, but we're just going to keep things simple for now, just so that when we start compounding houses upon houses, we keep the numbers the same so that kind of people get the idea. I guess does that kind of make sense, Tyson? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so we got that. That's our first house. And again, I'm just using a three-year model, right? Because we talk about, you know, putting money away. So if it's not three years for you, you know, why don't we just change this here to 2025? We'll use the five-year model, okay? So, yeah. And I guess that's the, the, the core message here is set yourself up. Like, what are you going to do? And plan that out. Like, we're going to do this every three years, every five years, whatever. And then setting that up, making that automatic or whatever you need to do to get that down payment. Like, 
thinking yeah. about that future wise. Exactly. And, you know, and so from here, we'll just go with the five-year model. So you buy your first house next year, 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you buy your next house in five years from there, 2025. You own two houses. Okay. You put 70,000 down on your next house, right? It's worth 200,000. So the numbers get a little bit skewed here. So the reason you see the mortgage value of 280 is because you remember we have two houses. So we have two houses, which means we have two mortgages, 440,000. Mm. This is the power of leverage, right? This is the ability of the bank that's going to give you the money to do that. And again, your net worth is worth twice as much, right? You have two houses, so your net worth is now 400,000, right? And instead okay. of making $100 a month, you'll be making $200 a month, which is 24,000 a year. I mean, I'm sorry, 2,400. Sorry for those of you. 24,000. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry, I uh, I added another zero. Okay, and again, the total amount that you have invested is one hundred and forty thousand. Yet your net your net worth the second that you buy it is four hundred thousand. So you, know, you just kind of gotta keep in mind like how these things work, and you know the beauty of real estate, and the beauty of all types of investments, and how these things can play out. Okay, yeah. so now we're gonna wait thirty years from two thousand twenty when you bought your original house. And here's where things can kind of change, right? Mm. So in 30 years, you still own two homes, but now your mortgage, instead of holding two mortgages, you're actually going to be only holding one mortgage. And your mortgage left on your second house is probably going to be a lot less than your original 140000 But again, for the simplicity of using the sheet, I just kind of want to put it that it's still there, right? You still have it. Okay. And then from here, remember your $200,000 house went up in value to 300,000. Okay. And then the second house that you bought 25 years ago, probably also went up in value. But again, we're just keeping the number simple so that people can use it. Right. And there, since your first mortgage is gone, or I should say the mortgage on your first property is gone. You're going to get that additional $600 a month. So now you're making $800 a month in rents, right? Which comes out to just under 10,000 a year and your net worth, you know what I mean? Total money again, 140 that you put in is still the total money that you put in. That's all the money that you need to put in for this investment. 30 years later, it's worth 500,000. And then you wait five years later to 2055, right? When your second house is completely paid off and it's worth more than you bought it, so now the numbers compound, it's 600,000 for both houses. Now you're making $1,400 a month, right? Which is 16, eight a year. That's not bad. That's you know? shabby. I mean, that's uh, in Hawaii, that's still poverty, but- uh, In most places in America, that's poverty. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know? That's and this supplemental to whatever you're making. Right, it's supplemental to whatever you're making at the time. And, you know, you got houses here. And then the beauty of it is, you know, as this compounds, if you can imagine on the next sheet when I show you, and, you know, if you bought your third house in 2030, in 2060, right, your three houses would be paid off for, and you'll have $900,000 net worth, as you can it see. It is. You know, and it's like, look, you put in 210000 right, because you put that extra seventy for the third house. Right. Now you have a net worth of nine hundred thousand dollars, you know, and this is a this is a span of 
you know, 20 to 60. So that's another, that's 40 years, you know, on this sheet, sorry, the, uh, for those of you that are watching, you can actually see that I kept the three-year model here. You buy one every three years, but again, you can change those numbers to whatever, whatever years you buy them in. And if you miss a year and, you know, you plan to buy it by year three, but things didn't work out and you bought it at year four, then change the numbers, make the sheet yours. Yeah. You know? And this is just planning Right. I mean, this is not necessarily, I mean, you, yeah. can use this for, you can use this for actual stuff, but yeah, you can use it for actual investments that you own if you are already starting this model. Yeah. But, you know, these are things to kind of get the gears running to get your brain turning and to be like, hey, you know, this is possible. I can do this. Like, yeah. when you start to put things on paper, then, you know, you, you can actually look at something. You got milestones to reach. You got, you know, you, you now have things that are attainable when before, like you didn't have any idea how to get there. Like that's what the show is all about. We want to show yeah. you how to get places. We want to help you transform to that person that you want to become and accomplish what you want to accomplish. So, mm-hmm. you and you know, I was thinking about when you were doing this, you know, I was thinking, you know, 70,000, you know, if you did that for five years, I would, you know, you'd have to put 14,000 in each um, year yeah. Yeah, or, exactly. you know, uh, $1,167. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, as you start to kind of go here, um, you could, if you, if you took what you were putting in, plus you took your rental net into that pot as well, you could actually wind up speeding this up a lot faster. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you that, um, just to reiterate what Tyson said, you got to remember that you're making $1,200 a year. Right. So if the first year you saved 14,000, right. And then the next year, instead of saving 14,000, you're saving, you know, what is that? Plus 1200, right. That's 15 to 12. Right. Right. And the same thing. So by, you know, by year three, I'm sorry, by the third house that you buy, you know I mean? At just $300 a month, you're making an extra 3000 a year. So yeah, you're right. You're making money every you know, every time, every month from these houses, you can put that into your, your, your next fund to buy your next house. You're right. And so every three years or whatever, it'd be easier for you to save up or you can do, even do it maybe quicker or yeah. whatever. Or at the three year three, when you make that 3,600, like you're like, Hey, you know what? I've worked hard for, for nine years to put money away or for 15 years to buy these three houses. Every year I'm going to go to Disneyland. You right. Know? Yeah. So it's just kind of however you want to live your life, whatever you want to do, however, however you want to do. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of the beauty and the power of this. And for those of you that are thinking, well, I'm only making, you know, um, I'm sorry again for those that are listening on the podcast. But if you're looking at your net rents that you're getting after you buy your third house, the net rents after all those houses are paid off is going to be twenty one hundred a month. And that's like 25,000 a year. So but that's for, supplemental to whatever other things you're doing. Well, I understand that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to allude at is that, hey, you know, you're at 2060 you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? You're going to be in your golden years. Like, um, I want to cash out on this 900,000 in my net worth. You know, you can do that. Yeah. You, know, you can sell one of those houses Right. And right now they have the stipulation. I don't know what the stipulation is going to be in 2050 or, you know, 40 years from now, but you live in a house for two out of five years, you can sell that house tax-free 250, you know, 
And so if you do that, you can sell this house for 300,000 because that's what it's worth. Yeah. And now you have 300,000 to live off for the next three or four years. Right. That's a good life. Mm -hmm. And I, I've known people to do that. They spent their whole life buying houses, house after house. And then, you know, towards the golden years, they live in a house for two years, they sell it and they cash out on that, you know, 250 or 500,000, just depending, you know, whatever they made. And that's the money that you live on for the next two years while you're living in the next house. And then you sell that house and so yeah. on and so forth. Or if you want to just go broke and sell them all at the same time, pay the taxes and go out with a bang, 900,000, whatever you want to do, man. That's whatever your, that's a, yeah, that's the thing. Whatever your plan is, whatever you want to do, that's the beauty of it. You're giving yourself options, opportunities, you know, it's, you know, especially when we're older, it's so much nice to not have to worry about money and these different types of things. Yeah. And so, you know, and just, kind of, I, I think I left the IRA worksheet from 64 on here too. Yeah. And for those of you that are watching along, I'm just going to click on the IRA worksheet. But if you remember, right, we were contributing 19,000 a year on this sheet mm -hmm. from 2020 all the way down to 2046 to hit, you know, two mil. Like it's like, you, half, yeah. you know what I mean? Whatever your year plan is, you can buy a house with this money every mm -hmm. three or four years and accomplish, you know, something similar. Yeah, and then, that's more than the, every five years, you don't, you would need to put 14 away. So that's more than that. Right yeah. There. But well, whatever, you know, yeah. and then once you get your three houses, you can go back yeah. to this model and put your 14,000 into your 401k or 403b, or yeah. you can do whatever other kind of things that you want to do with that money. Yeah. Put it into things that are more liquid, like speculating in stocks or ETFs or, whatever it is you want to do. So no, I don't, you had some other questions when we were offline, but what were some of those other questions? I can't remember. Uh, I think we covered a lot of them, but I, I don't know. I was just trying to get a hold of what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and then, so I know uh, stop asking. These are perfect. But, but anyway, um, uh, I know I was talking about the down and I was talking about, um, oh, I, I was asking about um, getting a um, getting a a, 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 a more a different type of mortgage. Like if you're gonna live oh, there, okay, 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 so yeah, like yeah. you said, you were saying that if you get a, a regular home mortgage, like for your personal residence, you gotta live there for a year. Yeah. Okay. So you know, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier at the beginning of the show that putting thirty thousand down should make it a pretty foolproof. Don't get me wrong; everything can fall apart. At, at the head of a dime, but 30% down is a pretty solid strategy to, to get positive cash flow on your properties just because of the debt obligation. But if for some reason, or, you know, you find a property in which less money down makes more sense, you can put less money down and you can still get net proceeds off that property, go ahead and do that. And one of the ways to do that, especially if you currently don't own a home at all, is to buy your first investment as a owner occupied. And again, for those of you out there, be like, well, Ransom, you're a real estate professional. You shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be advising people to do that. I'm like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Mortgage fraud is very real. You know, you just have to understand that if you're buying a house as a owner occupant, okay, owner occupant being the word, 
you will get a, a lower interest rate and you will have better loan programs available to you with less money down. Some of those programs go all the way up to 100% you know, mortgage on the property. So you're basically just paying closing costs. Okay, But keep in mind that the numbers, when you have 100% mortgage on the property, don't always look the best. The numbers for that property are kind of, they're kind of horrible, but you know, in some cases they may work. So if you are going to purchase your first investment property as a homeowner or own, owner occupant, okay, you, you have to make sure that you live in that property for at least a year. Um, at least that's what it is in Hawaii. You'll sign an affidavit that states that you have to live in that property for a speci specified amount of time, right? To make it owner occupied. Okay. And if you're going to do that, you know, make sure whatever you're signing that affidavit, you live in the home for that specified amount of time. After you live in it for that, your owner occupant period is over. You can sell the home or, you know, you can rent it out. You can do what you want after that. So, yeah. So that's what I was thinking about. Like living in it for whatever the year, two years, whatever makes sense for you in your life or your family, or maybe you're in the military or something like that. You move a lot, whatever. And then, um, you'd have better favor in my eyes, favorable terms or something. Maybe it doesn't work out to the rent. Now, right. But then again, you, you know, you can also, you know, you can buy like a duplex yeah. occupant and, you know, after a year rent out, rent out right. that other portion. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about. Like, you know, you live there for a year or two. I mean, also factoring in moving costs and different things like that. You know, you might eat into some profits or maybe even go a little bit more negative or whatever it be. And then also keep in mind that, you know, you want to put some money on the side because 30 years is a long time. You know, you, you got to replace the roof. You got to paint things. Yeah. You know, toilets are going to break stuff. So, you know, you should set some money aside for yeah. closing costs, which is kind of why I didn't really touch this, you know, 1200 a year or 2436 a year because you can use those funds to kind of replace and do your daily maintenance on things um, that you're going to need throughout the throughout the life of your investment but again you can make these numbers work this this strategy right here on paper is you know it's it's pretty solid one and it's pretty conservative you know um, I definitely think that the potential to make more is out there but yeah again this is this is something that I think is is very feasible in today's world and it's very doable. And that's kind of why I wanted to share it. Yeah, I'm not selling the hype of whatever, you know. Of course. I mean, the, 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 of the century comes by every day, every week. So there's things out there you got to look, but you got to know where you're going and you got to know how to start. So and this is, you know, that I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't I don't have any more questions. I think I think this is fun and it's not necessarily um, a lot of money every year. You know what I mean? Anywhere from 14 to 20,000, you know, depends on what you're looking at, what you're planning. Maybe you do every seven years, maybe 10, wh whatever your plan is. Yeah. I think that way, setting that up, five years knowing what it is. If you put, you know, 14 away every year, that's a little over a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. It's um, like, yeah. 11, 11 call it, call it 1200 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty reasonable. And, you know, again, if you don't make that amount of money on the show, we got other episodes too, to just kind of get out there, get motivated, do things. I think in one of the episodes we talked about, you know, the jobs that are out there. Yeah. Different <laughs> jobs the, availability. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Get, out there to get, get jobs like, 
You know, this, if this is one of those pieces that's like, Hey, Ransom, I want to do this, but I don't make that money. Use this as your motivation. Yeah. Your future is yours to attain and to get, like, you got to get out there and get it. Yeah. And, but maybe, maybe you don't make that now, but, or, or maybe you don't have that extra cash available now, but you can start saying, okay, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to work on paying off my car loan. I'm going to work off paying off my credit cards. I'm going to work off paying my student loans. And each time I do one of those, I'll get an extra hundred bucks, 200 bucks. And then you can start. So that maybe only not right now, you can only do $150 a month. But as you start paying something off, now you got that payment plus what you were doing. So now you can double it up. Now I can pay $500 a month into this. And eventually you can start getting to a point where as you pay things off, as you get debt free, maybe you get raises and different types of things. Yeah. You can start to save a bigger amount of money every month and right. it might take you whatever, but you got to have that plan. Like I need to get to the point where we're saving 1200 bucks a month so we can buy our first property with 30% down. Or you can be like the guy in the latte factor, you know, it's like he was in debt. He was all this stuff. He, yeah. he had health problems. And, uh, you know, I just took him, I think he had a heart attack or something in that book. Yeah, right. I think it was. His doctor's like, look, man, you got to stop smoking. And yeah. like, that became the secret. It's Boom. like, yeah. all the money that he paid for cigarettes was pretty dang expensive. I don't know where you live, but where I live, like, it's like $100 a carton. Yeah. It's and I think, I think, those. I think here it's like 70 or something. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, how many cartons do you smoke? Yeah. Like, you know, that's if you just buy the cartons, if you buy packs, like, like eight dollars and ten dollars a pack of cigarettes like you know what i mean like that can be that money you stop smoking you Mm -hmm. use that money that you spend on smoking start investing it somewhere like you know that that worked for that particular character in the book and again we just want to help you get forward and start moving and and getting where you need to be yeah just just ideas for you guys i mean different things to think about whatever works for your lifestyle and what you're trying to accomplish. It's not impossible. It may feel or look like it is at the moment, but when you, when you're looking, when you look in the future and you say, okay, where, where am I at now? Where do I, where do we want to be in 30, 40, 50 years? And you start bringing it forward. You start breaking it down to a monthly or weekly thing and you start having a plan of attack. These things start feeling less crazy and overwhelming and impossible. All right. And if you're looking for, more things to get you ahead or, 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 you know, get you a leg up or, or different things or books or whatever it is, check out what we got going on for our monthly giveaways. That's what we're doing there. Go to the social show slash pick me, see what we got going on. We've, you know, we've got supplements, we've done um, masterminds and books and different, all kinds of different things. We're always looking out there for things that we're using and and we're, we're loving and we're liking that's adding value or more time or efficiencies or being more effective in our life. We're trying to pass this on to you guys. Go over there, see what we got going on. The social show slash pick me for your chance to enter to win this month's giveaway. Mm-hmm. And as we said earlier in the beginning of the show and probably several times through, we will link um, these these uh, uh, resources for you guys here. Uh, the, the spreadsheets and, and uh, different, the latte factors, all that past episodes and everything for you guys to, to comb through and, and find that stuff, get that going. We'll link all that in the show notes for you guys at socialcommunity.show. Uh, any, anything else, Ransom, you think, um, for links and resources and stuff like that? Well, uh, no, this, this is kind of just a spreadsheet that I put together. Yeah. So I don't really know anyone that uses this specific method, but there's lots of real estate investing books and resources out there. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a bunch together for you guys in different past episodes we've done that, um, 
is relevant. It has uh, resources there for you guys as well. And then on to this week's challenge. Mm-hmm. Start with the end in mind. What do you need in retirement? What are you looking for your retirement to be like? What is your monthly income goals? Are you looking for cash out opportunities in your later years? Figure out what that number is and come up with a plan. You know, what, whether it's it's your monthly savings goals and retirements like we talked about in previous episodes, or like we're talking about here in this episode, um, getting a property every you know three or five, whatever number of years works for you, works for your plan, and your risk tolerance. Go sit down, either yourself, or your spouse, your family, whatever it is, come up with a plan, figure out what you guys want life to look like in your retirement years, set that out, get that goal from there and work your way back to what do we need to do today? What do we do to do now to start going? Or maybe you're close and you never knew what to do with it. Here's a, here's a, a vehicle that's available. Go do that. That's your guys' challenge for this week. Sit down, figure this out. Start with the end in mind. Nice. And just final thoughts. You know, the show is about bringing awareness. The other weeks we showed you a 401k or 403b plan strategy that you can use. And this week we're showing you a real estate investment strategy that you can use to, you know, live nicely in your golden years. You know, we only hope that this information is useful or that you can actually put this information to use because knowledge without action is just knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Applied knowledge is power. So uh, if you know um, other family members, friends, coworkers, you know, whatever it is, you guys, Share this with them. Sit down. Maybe you guys can brainstorm a little. You have to come up with some things, different ideas. Share this stuff. It, it you know, it helps enhance your learning. It helps enhance your understanding. It also helps the show. Um, you know, if you like what we're doing, leave, leave, leave us likes, leave us reviews. Let us know. If you have ideas, you have questions, whatever it is, do that. And in between shows, you guys can connect with us all week long on the social community show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget, if you like the video version, subscribe on YouTube. If not, um, in your podcast app. Uh, for past episodes and links to everything we talked about here today, you can visit socialchameleon.show. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, not just your mind, but your bank account and your retirement savings and transforming into that person you want to become. <laughs>